listening to the Go and Tell Gals podcast, and I'm your host, Jess Connolly. On each episode, I'll have a guest who will give us a peek into what it looks like for her to run on mission in her everyday life. Our prayer is that it leaves you encouraged and spurred on to go and tell the good news right where you're at. I love artists. Do y'all love artists? I mean, they make the world so beautiful. They show us so much of who God is and how much he loves us by bringing their color and their gift to the table. Today, we've got one of my favorite artists. Her name is Gina Holiday. She's the founder of Mother Creative Co. and Spoonful of Faith. And this episode is all about hearing from God and making it all fit. So I know you're going to be blessed. Enjoy, pull up a cup of coffee or tea or a big glass of water, and let's pray for ears to hear what God might need us to hear today. the greatest artists of our generation and also a woman on mission. Gina Holiday, thank you so much for being here with us today. Thank you. I'm so excited to be here. I've been waiting to chat with you. So hello, everyone. (laughs) Well, I genuinely have followed you for years. I love your work. I love what you do. But I also just love getting a sense of your home, your family, what God's doing in your heart and in your life. So will you just tell us a little bit, what does life look like? What does he call? What do you do? What do you do? What does it look like? Yeah, so it's a little bit of a few different things I want to say, I guess. So I run a blog and a freelance illustration and design company called Spoonful of Faith. And it kind of started off as a lifestyle blog. And I have always been creative since I was young and just like love to use my hands and DIY and like make things. And when I gave my life to Christ, he started to kind of push me towards sharing my work and sharing his words through using artwork. And so I started doing that, ended up turning it into a business. And so it's like now what I do is I help people with like logo design things in their small business that have to do with the illustration side of things. I've also illustrated a few children's books and it's kind of cool to see like those gifts play out in the work that I do. But more than any of that, what I love to do and where my heart is, is just in encouraging women and specifically mothers to keep running in whatever God has called them to do, despite whatever season they are walking in. So that's like the biggest call or mission of it all. And that's like my heart behind what I do. I love it. I know right now women are going to want to hear about that. What does that look like for you? What does it look like doing what you're supposed to do, even if it doesn't necessarily seem to fit with the pattern of your season? Yeah. So I think Man, (laughs) that's a loaded question. That's a big question. (laughs) I would say that I kind of was just doing illustration and doing artwork as something that I love to do as a hobby, more or less. And I think that's where, I don't know, I feel like that's where God always got the glory initially from me. When it was just something that I did to like show forth the gift that he put inside of me. And it was less about sharing it with other people. And I think that's the sweet spot that I like to tell mom specifically to like, there's this thing, this passion, this thing inside of you that you know, you must get out. Yeah. And oftentimes it's really good for it to just be worship. Yeah. 
Yeah. Like worship to God and the thing that he's given you and called you in whatever it looks like right now. And, and so, and that means, right? Like in some seasons, there's a lot of work. There's a lot of opportunities to worship God and using your gifts and whatever those gifts are. It could be, it could be writing. It could just be helping. It could be taking care of kids. It could be so many different things yeah. and just making space to use those gifts are like just to be used, to see opportunities come up. Certain things happen with other people that are in your life or in your church or what have you, and just offering yourself as kind of like a vessel for it. And I think it doesn't have to look like this huge business. Yeah. And I think that's where moms have to be encouraged. Because I think we live in a society right now where if you don't have this following or like this business or you're like not hustling towards something, you might feel like you're not doing something. But I, and I'm sure you have known many people that what social media numbers don't like stand up to like the impact that they've made on other people's lives and in the life that they live. So I think I guess my long answer to saying, what does it look like in any season? It's really listening to the voice of the Lord Mm. and whatever he's showing you that your hands should be doing in that season. And I think it's taking the pressure off of everything always having to be this big thing or these expectations. I think we put a lot of expectations on our ideas and our gifts and our dreams and all of these things. And if they don't play out exactly how we thought they would right, right away when we start, which they never do. Yeah. We get all upset and we just think it's not for me then. It's not for me. And that's such a lie. Oh, that's so good. And so, yeah. Yeah, I tell people all the time, and I often say it like from stage, but I'm like, if the best thing I do in my life is on a stage or on social media or even like successful to the world's measures, I will be very surprised. I think that, mm-hmm. you know, some of the most impactful things I've done have been very private and no one's seen them. And, but that's not to say that that should stop us from also, you know, stepping in what he's called us to. So exactly. Yeah. yeah. Okay. Talk to me about the art piece, like coming into being an artist. <laughs> I, I want to hear like, what was their training? What did that look like? Oh man. <laughs> <laughs> Well, I, I did not No, I didn't. I actually went to school for marketing and I like, it's funny because I went to school. I loved art and I like really wanted to do it. But when I was in like middle school one of my teachers told me that like, you're not going to make money being an artist. And I'm a middle child of seven kids. My parents took very good care of us, but like, I didn't grow up with a lot of things. So like making money was an important thing for me to be for my future. Well, okay. I want to have a good job so I can make money so I can take care of myself, et cetera. And so when my teacher said that to me, I was like, well, I guess I will try to get in the most creative side of business, which was marketing (laughs) to me. So I went to school for that and worked in digital marketing and social media. And so that's kind of where my background lies. And then fast forward to like six years ago, now I grew up in the, in the church and my dad's actually an assistant pastor. But when I turned about 18, I was like, I just decided not to go to church anymore. And that was a decision that was definitely impactful in my life. But I just grew up kind of in like a legalistic type of setting where I didn't really have a relationship with, with Christ. And so that just led to some like really unhealthy thoughts and ideas around God. 
And so when I turned 25, I heard the voice of the Lord. Like I can, can't explain it to anybody <laughs> unless you heard it, you know? Yeah. And it's just one of those things where it's like, I can tell the story and it was such an impactful like light and change of direction in my life. And God just spoke into my heart and said, why are you looking left and right and asking everyone else where you should go and what direction you should take, except for the one that created you. Mm. And ever since then, I started to follow him and I started to listen to his voice. I started to just like attend church and, and get connected and started really creating a relationship and building a relationship with, with Jesus. And he just is like, there's so many gifts that I've put inside of you. Like I have hidden so many things inside of you and I want them to come out. And I was just like, okay, well, like I used to draw like when I was younger, but like I had put away so many of these things for so many years because I believed the lie that it wasn't going to benefit me. It wasn't going to make me money or it was going to be a waste of my time. And so he was just like, do it for me as a gift. I never went to art school. I never, like now I've taken some different classes in art to like help as I'm growing in that gifting. Yeah. But before I started Spoonful of Faith, I never took a class. I just started to draw. I, I like, I really, what I really did was I tried to turn off a lot of the images of other people's work. And I started to just focus on like what I wanted to show God. So like I would turn on worship music and I would just draw something and it might be a scripture or like something that related to something that was going on in my heart. And I started to share my work online and people just started responding to it really well and asking me why wasn't I doing this? Or people started to commission me. Can you make something for me? Can you do this? And I'm like, it was kind of a happy surprise to see that people were actually interested in it because it was something that I was just doing from my heart to like worship the Lord. So I did not have any formal training. Mm -hmm. And I think that was a big fear to get over because I felt like, was I good enough? How could I consider myself an artist when I've never been like technically trained? I didn't want to be looked down by people in like the art community because I was calling myself something that I didn't go to school for. It, there was a lot of lies that I had to come against in my own heart and then just opinions I thought other people would have. But it was like funny enough thinking back now, I don't think a lot of people had those opinions. I think those were just in my head and my heart and just a way to stop me from doing what God had called me to. Mm. Okay, tell me this. What does a day in your life look like? Art, kids, spending time with God, all of it. Yeah, so it's it looks different every day. <laughs> I have a four-year-old, Layla, and a two-year-old, AJ. Layla just started preschool this year. So we're in a different season now where she's kind of out of the house a few days of the week and AJ is with me and I can handle him one-on-one. -on -one. So what I like <laughs> to do, you know how it is, he's two. So it's like, he's either into everything or, I mean, that's usually when his sister's around, but if, if it's just me and him, we can like, we can do it. So I work from my house. I work from home and that's also been like tough in certain seasons. I'm kind of coming to a point where I'm like, I have to like get out of the house and have dedicated time <laughs> somewhere else, you yeah. know, yeah. I'm sure, you know, so generally what I do is I wake up I take Layla to school. I come back, I'll have AJ for a few hours without Layla. And I try to like get as much email type of like admin type stuff done while I have him. And then 
I have a really good support system. Like I said, I'm out of seven kids and I have five sisters or I'm sorry, four sisters. There's five girls. So I just added a sister onto my family. <laughs> I have <laughs> I have four sisters and two brothers and we're just very family oriented. So anytime I need help, I am so blessed to have people that are able to like help me and take my kids and then my husband, the way that his schedule works, he can be home a couple of days out of the week. And so it's just like really cool to see how it's worked out that I've been able to do what I do. And so there was a season where I was working like late midnight hours. Like when the kids go to sleep, I'm working. And right now I'm not in that season anymore. I can work during the day. Yay. (laughs) But, (laughs) but you know, sometimes that happens. And I think that's like where the heart of like what I do to help other moms understand is that like, it's a season. Like some seasons might be something that you're going to have to run through and they might not be, they might not look the best as the way that you want them to look. But man, the Lord will grow you in that season and you can look forward to a different season ahead, like whatever that it might change, you know, in some way. And so that's kind of like where we're at right now. And I know that it'll change, but I remember like my daughter being two and my son just being born and it being like, I didn't know when I would be able to work because it was just so hard with them. And I had to like set up boundaries of like babysitters and different things so that I can make sure I could get things done. And then I also had to like, like have a lot of grace with myself and be like, mm-hmm. you cannot be putting all this pressure on you, girl. Yeah. And so that's, you know, the day to day now, which, and it's changed so many times, but yeah. <laughs> I always say my favorite thing about seasons is that they start and that they end. Yes. You know, I mean, Mm -hmm. it's it's great when a season starts and you want it here. And sometimes the best thing a season can do is just go ahead and finish on up. (laughs) I know. I I know. (laughs) But that's why they're called seasons because they start and they end and they come and they go. friends, I want to take a minute in the middle of this podcast to make sure that you know about Go Teams. Go Teams are just one arm of what we do here at Go and Tell Gals, but it is our intentional coaching groups where we encourage women in their individual callings. If you don't know what we're talking about, here's the quick story. Go Teams are groups of 15 women who receive online coaching in their calling while entering into intentional community to spur one another on. You might not know this, but I've been coaching women for years and years in small business and in ministry and also in all things publishing. And genuinely, my heart is to see as many women as possible step into the gifts God has given them to use what they've got for his glory and the good of others. But we realized a few months ago that there was a flaw in my coaching and that women needed other women to spur them on and keep them excited about what God had asked them to do. They needed other women to walk with after the coaching was over. So we restructured everything and introduced Go Teams. And now three times a year, we take 90 women through this online coaching process in their individual callings. And then we also resource them with one another with groups that they can keep going as long as they like. If you want to hear more about Go Teams, we are launching our next set of teams in January 2019 and spots open this week. Make sure you're following the Go and Tell Gals Instagram or that you've subscribed to our newsletter so you can get more information. We would love to see the seeds that God has planted in you come to the surface. We would love to encourage you in the gifts he's given you, and we would love to give you everything we've got to spur you on and keep you encouraged.
Okay, what's a challenge that you're dealing with right now and how is God meeting you in that? A challenge? I think a challenge for me right now is time management. (laughs) I would say that like, it's something that I just being a mom and with kids and running a business and working from home, there's a lot of things I have to like make sure I'm on top of with my time. Sure. And so since Layla just started preschool and I'm like, Praise the Lord, because I have a few hours, you know, a few days a week. We're just transitioning into a different time in our lives. And so I've had to work with that, like with managing my time. And I think another thing that the Lord is like, he's challenging me to do something right now. The beginning of this year, I launched this like online community called Mother Creative. And I kind of came away from it about the middle of the year. I just wasn't really posting as much for it. And he's just really like... It's funny because about a couple weeks ago, he just laid it on my heart really heavy again. Like, I never told you to walk away from it. Mm -hmm. I need you to go back and I need you to do this work. And so with like dealing with trying to manage my time with what I already have and then knowing that the Lord is like putting something else back onto my plate, I am challenged in that. But what's really cool about all of that is that the experience of life and like living and going through seasons with the Lord, I know that he's going to give me the capacity to do it. Mm-hmm. So like, I know that when he has called us to something, like, you can look at someone's life and be like, oh my gosh, they have five kids and a business and they do this and they work at the church and they, ha-, you know, like you can look at them and be like, how do they do it? But I have started to learn to look at people in the way that like the Lord has anointed them to do it. Hmm. Like you can look back at your own life and say, I don't know how I made it through without Jesus. Right, like right. he is straight up like anointed my, me yes. to get through that time. Uh-huh. And so that is what I'm like, that's really what I'm pressing into. I'm like, Hey, you're calling me to it. Yes. And so that means you're going to give me the capacity to do it. That's right. And you're going to anoint me to do it. Like you've given it to me. You've already equipped me for it. And so that's the challenge right now. And that is definitely how I know he's meeting me in it. Mm, I love that. I love that. We have a saying around here. We often say his capacity plus our obedience equals abundance. Yes. Oh, I love that. I really love that because it really is his capacity. Yeah. Yeah. And it's our willingness to just say like, I'm in, I'm in. Yeah. Put me in coach. questions for you. The first that I haven't prepped you for is, do you care about the Enneagram and do you know what number you are? (laughs) I do. I do care about it. And I'm a seven wing eight. Okay. I love it. I'm an eight, seven. Really? I I I am feeling the seven wing eight vibes. I love it. So good. So good. I love a seven. Now here's what I notice about sevens is that they don't like being sevens. Is that true for you? <laughs> okay, kind of, yeah. Like, I, when I read what a seven is, I'm like, I don't like that, but I am. <laughs> I am a seven. And I'm like, but I want to be more of the eight. <laughs> it's interesting. I find that there are certain numbers that are really okay with themselves. And this is not true across the board. Like, it's different for everybody. But, like, eights are usually okay being eights. Like, I have a few friends who are eights, and I have a few girlfriends who are eights. Like, mm-hmm. we call ourselves lady eights. And, um, <laughs> We're like, we love the eights. 
Like, I, and I feel that way. I'm like, I love being an eight. And I also love being a seven wing. But everyone I know who's a seven is like, oh, come on. Come on. I know. <laughs> that's how I feel. I'm like, really? That's not, no. That I mean, I am. I know I am. But yeah. <laughs> we need sevens. We need sevens. Uh, we need you in our lives. We need you bringing the fun and bringing the enthusiasm. Yeah, no. <laughs> it's good. I find also ones like being ones. But the, like they're they're okay being ones, but I think almost yeah. every other number is like, man, wish I wasn't a two. Like I wish I wasn't a. Seven. I know. See, that's why I'm took it a few times because I'm like, are you sure? And I'm definitely a seven. So <laughs> well, we're so glad you're a seven. Um, Thanks. Are there any books that you're currently reading that are just lighting you up or encouraging you or spurring you on? There's a couple. So I use the first five app, which yeah. is through Proverbs 31. And they're doing the Psalm study. And so I'm kind of, I'm in that one and it's, it's good. I mean, you're reading the word of God, like, you know, like it's going to be good. There's another book that I just got. So I can't even say like, it's so amazing or anything, but I'm hearing that it's amazing. And it's like an artist book. It's called Show Your Work. It's by Austin Kleon. Yes, yes. Have you read it? Yes. Oh my gosh. Oh, good. Okay. (laughs) So I'm like, I just got this from Amazon a couple days ago. So I'm like... Like, I am all up in it. But that is one that I've just been hearing everyone saying, you have to read this, you have to read this. And I think the heart behind it is just like sharing the process of what you're going through. I think that's what people relate to is the process. I I think people like to see you start something and finish something, you know, and get the process in between it. And so I'm like really excited to dive into that one. Mm, I love that. Okay. What's your coffee order? Oh, a medium vanilla white mocha. (laughs) And that's like, I know, it's like super sweet. Either that or my sister-in-law, when we're like, oh, we shouldn't be drinking coffee. We're like, we have to get a light roast with heavy cream. That's that's what we do. I like it. I like it. So good. And secret talent. Do you have a secret talent? Oh, my gosh. I don't know if it's secret, but I used to sing. It's really funny because I say I used to because I don't really anymore, but everyone's like, so you can't sing anymore? And I'm like, no, I can. I just don't. It's really interesting because growing up, I used to sing in talent shows and like at school and plays and all types of things. And then I just kind of stopped. And so I would say that anybody that follows me or knows me as an adult and didn't know me growing up would never know that. So it, I technically is a secret, but yeah. I love that. I love that. So good. Okay. And our most important and most frivolous question all at once is what's your favorite lipstick? Do you have a favorite lipstick? Oh my gosh. It's sad. I don't, I don't. I don't really wear lipstick. However, if I do wear lipstick, it's either like a berry color or like a bright red, like Ruby, like what is it? Ruby Wu, um, Mac. Yeah. You know, like that's, so it's either like something like that, or I love like a berry. I'm like trying to think of like some colors that I have, but I like wear lip gloss. I'm a lip gloss girl. Or I have like the Vaseline, like I am so like basic when it comes to like makeup. That's hilarious. Listen, your face and your skin are so beautiful. You can run with it. Oh, well, thank you. Hey, thank you so much for sharing your heart and sharing just a snippet of your life today with us. And I feel like so many women are going to be so encouraged to do what God's asked them to do and to step into the gifts he's given them. And we're just so thankful to have you in this same season of the kingdom that we're in. 
Yay! No, I'm excited to be here, and I hope that encourages anybody. I don't care who, how many, just at least one person is touched yeah. by it, and it's done It's done its work, you know. They will be. Thank you so much. <laughs> All right. Thanks, Jess. I'm not sure what kind of season you're in, but here's what I'm taking away from that episode with Gina and that I'm massively encouraged by. Seasons start and end, and a new season might already be on the way for you. What would it look like to soak up the season you're in right now, to thank God for it, and to ask Him for more of His capacity to accomplish whatever He's asked you to do in this season? And what would it look like to just be thankful for where He's brought you to, while also prayerfully looking forward in a hopeful way to the season that's to come? The best thing about seasons is that they start and they end. And the best thing about this podcast is that even though this one's ending, I can't wait to be with you guys again in a few days. I'm so thankful for you. I'm so thankful for what he's doing in your life today. And I pray that you are able to see that it's abundant and beautiful in Jesus name.